Welcome to the Contribution Revolution podcast, a revolution in kindness, love, and compassion. We're here to talk about all things nonprofit and celebrate nonprofit heroes. I'm your host, IRS licensed nonprofit expert, Mark Del Gershio, and featuring the founder of Nonprofit Advisor Group, my beautiful wife, Tricia. Be sure to visit contributionrevolution.org and tell us about your nonprofit's goals and aspirations. Your organization could qualify for a grant or other awards. And while you're there, sign the Contribution Revolution Pledge to make this world a kinder and more compassionate place. Okay, let's get started. Welcome, everyone, to the Contribution Revolution podcast. My name is Mark Del Gershow. I'm your host, along with my beautiful co-host and wife, Tricia. And today we have a very special guest, Pastor Hollywood, with Christside Outsiders, ministry. So uh, Pastor Hollywood, thank you for taking your time and joining us today. We really appreciate it. How are you doing? I'm doing great. And thank you, you guys for having me. I really appreciate it. Excellent. So let's start off with um, share a little bit about what the ministry is all about. Okay, well, you know, um, basically, it's about uh, I've always because of uh, the life that I have led. Um, I was, uh, you know, when I was younger, I was kind of a troublemaker. Uh, I found myself uh, always attracted to trouble in some form or fashion. Um, And uh, then, you know, fast forward to, I mean, I grew up in a house where, you know, my mom was from the South. So, I mean, we had to go to church, but I wasn't, you know, I I used to tell her I'll go, but I'm not going to (laughs) listen. But the funny thing is, is, you know, the Holy Spirit is, is, is wonderful. And regardless of me saying that I wouldn't listen, uh, you know, he got in there. And um, so over my life, you know, I I was always feeling a tugging uh, of something more. And then in 1998 is when I really, I wholeheartedly gave my heart to the Lord. And um, from that time forward, you know, I was, I was really blessed that I was going to a church that I had a pastor that saw the call of God on my life, and uh, she really nurtured me and and educated me for 13 years uh, before I became ordained. And I remember when I gave my life to the Lord, I thought, well, you know, now I'm a Christian. And at this time, I had hair like down to my elbows. And I thought, well, I'm going to have to cut my hair, and I'm going to have to change how I dress. I'm going to do this and that. And I remember my pastor, and she's like, she, I mean, she's my mom. And uh, I remember she, you know, she kind of grabbed me and like with a motherly voice, she said, absolutely not. She said, you know, God called you just the way you are. And he's given you uh, your likes and dislikes for purpose. And she said, you can reach people that I cannot and that other people can. So she said, you be you as God, you know, continues to guide you and show you what, what he would have you do. So, you know, I, 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 I'm so thankful for that because um, that caused me to realize that I'm really called to the, that's why we called the, the ministry Christ at Outsiders, because it's really to the people that um, would be considered outsiders by a lot of people. Uh, I find that I, you know, I have a really good way of communicating and, and relating to people that were, you know, that are in games. Um, we're here in Las Vegas now. God sent us here uh, six years ago. And uh, pretty quickly when I got here, uh, I ended up in the motorcycle community. And um, I find that 
I mean, that's just where, you know, my heart is for these guys that are uh, outlaw bikers, that are gang members. And, um, and I think that uh, God has given me uh, a relatable um, way with, way with them because I understand because I've been there. You know, I was in a gang for a while and um, I didn't go the, and it's funny because the guy that taught me how to ride a motorcycle when I was 13 years old uh, was a hell's angel. So I was around that life and, and that lifestyle ever since I was a kid, I didn't end up going that way, but I ended up going the street gang way. But I mean, it's all the same. We're all, it, it's, it's comes from a, a need or, you know, a desire for family and brotherhood. So I totally understand. And, um, I think that, like I said, that's where my heart is. And that's where, uh, God has really blessed us here, uh, is in that community. Yeah. And pastor Hollywood. So how, when you moved to Las Vegas, um, how did you connect with the motorcycle community? I mean, wh how, what's that process like? And were you accepted um, when you first started hanging out with some dudes? What was that like? Yeah, well, it's funny because it just kind of ended up. I mean, I, uh, I've, like I said, I've been riding motorcycles since I was 13. Uh, when I got here, I, I got to be honest, I don't even remember. I had met somebody. I think I met him at the gym. And I, he said, hey, you know, you know, we got to talk about motorcycles or whatever and he said you know i ride with a bunch of guys maybe you'd like to come ride with us and he was actually in a motorcycle club and i went to ride with them and uh you know they seemed like a decent bunch of guys and i ended up riding with them and i actually ended up joining that club for a minute um i just looked at things like hey you know when god opens the door i'm gonna just have the faith to go through it and uh you know and, and let him, you know, let him, you know, it, the Bible says it's some, some seed, some water, God brings the increase. So I thought, look, I'm just going to do it and see what he does with it. And um, I learned a lot about the motorcycle community being in a club. I learned about a lot of the rules and regulations because that's a whole world in and of itself. And there are rules to that world. So that gave me the opportunity to learn that and it also gave me an opportunity to socialize with the other clubs in the community. And, uh, you know, I always stay true to my, I've always stayed true to who I am and my faith. And, um, real quickly, um, I just became, I kind of outgrew the club. And then I realized that God was calling me to do our own thing. And, um, it's kind of unheard of in the MC community because there's a process that you have to go through to quote unquote, being accepted. But I just kept walking by faith and real quickly. I mean, uh, like I said, I don't, I'm not a member of a club. I don't have a club. We are a ministry. We're not a motorcycle club, but all the clubs know me here and have all, um, accepted me and they, um, you know, they have a lot of opportunities to use other people to do things for them. Like, let's say, vigils, funerals, weddings. And uh, there's some Christian motorcycle clubs here that are pretty well known. And But for some reason, um, they, they, a lot of these clubs have reached out to me to have to do things for them. And I think it's because I'm relatable, because I'm, a lot of the guys that I have found have kind of always been 
Christian sort of, and then they kind of got into the motorcycle thing, whereas I was not. <laughs> and I think that people can see, like I had a guy tell me, and he's a member of an outlaw club, and he said, he goes, you know, I can, I see, and I see who you are, and I respect who you are, but I also can see who you used to be. And, and I think that that gives, maybe gives me a realness um, that they don't see in some of the other guys. Uh, Pastor Hollywood, you also go out into the community. It's not just the people within the motorcycle yes. community, correct? Yes. And yeah, like, we actually, mm -hmm. um, we, it, it's funny because, you know, through the power of social media, um, we have been able to touch people all over the world. Um, we, our ministry has been, we, what we do is, I got to tell you, you know, a lot of ministries uh, have, have food, you know, give food. A lot of ministries do clothes and stuff like that. And I think it's wonderful. And we even support ministries that do that. But what God put on our, on our heart was there's a lot of situations that you get into that clothes and food won't help. You actually need money. And um, so we actually have been fortunate and blessed enough to help people financially uh, literally all over the world. Uh, through through social media, so we've been able to help people in uh, in uh, Ireland, uh, in Africa, uh, in India, uh, and some places, other places in the United States. So it's really been it really blows me away because I I, I think you know I'm just this guy you know, and um, but it's funny because even in spite of you know my <laughs> my appearance. Um, all types of people from all walks of life have been uh, have been open to our ministry and who and and what we're doing. Yeah. So I really have to give the credit to God. It, it's really, I mean, like I said, <laughs> I, it blows. It literally blows me away every day. Yeah, that's that's interesting. He, uh, Pastor Hollywood, was there a time uh, like a a moment or an incident or an event? where you were really drawn to God and, you know, we were, uh, and I don't want to make assumptions about you, like where you decided you had to leave the gang life or, um, you know, there was something that just happened. That was that, that turning point or that tipping point for you. You know, it's really interesting. A lot of people, most of the stories that I hear, um, are typical of people's lives kind of, you know, the bottom falling out. You know, they're down on their luck, they've lost their home, or they've lost this, or they've gotten addicted to drugs or alcohol or something like that. Uh, my situation is, is it's, I mean, the bottom of my life fell out too, but it was in a different direction. Um, I remember a day, and I wish I knew the date, but this was, this was before I actually, you know, just prayed the sinner's prayer and, and gave my life to the Lord. But I was standing in front of my house because I, I had a... a I had a customizing and a detail detailing business in LA for almost 20 years and it started to do very well. And, um, you know, so you do the dumb stuff that typical guys do when you get a bunch of money fast as you buy a bunch of cars and motorcycles and junk. And I remember one day I'm standing in front of my house. Um, this is up in the, up in the Hills, uh, in, in, in LA. And it's on a private street and I'm standing in front of my house and I'm looking in my garage. I have a couple custom cars in there 
custom motorcycle. And um, I'm, I just, I'm miserable. And I remember I was thinking to myself, you know, this is what everybody said. Like when you get to this point, that's you, you've, you've arrived. And I, and here I am, I'm standing in like this big, huge house, you know, um, like I said, this was in 1998 and the house was like, like 1.3 million at that time. So now God only knows it's probably like 10 or 10 or more. And I was miserable and I couldn't understand why all my friends thought I was like the coolest guy. And, uh, but I was miserable and, you know, God was preparing my heart and, uh, I met a, I met a guy that uh, introduced me to Joyce Meyer. And uh, I started watching her in the mornings before I would go to work. And one of the days that she gave the invitation, um, I was just done. I wanted, I didn't want to feel the way I felt. And that was the day that I, um, I mean, I never cried so hard in all my life. Uh, and I remember, I, you know, I cried so hard that uh, my shirt was just covered in, you know, it was all wet. And I thought, man, I've got tears. I've got snot all over me. And I prayed the sinner's prayer with her, along with her. And um, I remember, you know, I just felt like this intense heat. And uh, it was like getting, I mean, I would, I, the only thing I could associate was like getting electrocuted. And uh, I remember, like I said, I, I was all wet in front and I thought it was just tears and everything. And I went into the bathroom and my, actually my, my nose was ble had bled. I really believe that when the power got hit me so hard and cleaned me out that just my body couldn't contain the power and I believe my nose bled. And I, and I have to be honest with you, from that day forward, I was never the same again. And I didn't see anything the way that I used, like I saw everything from a different perspective. And I just started, you know, I mean, I, I didn't know what I was going to do, but I knew I was going to do everything in my power to follow this man called Jesus. And that's, like I said, I started going to uh, this church that was like three hours away from my house. Um, and uh, that's where I began my, my training and really learning and growing in the Lord. But that was the, I think that, that day that, that day that I realized that all that I had done and amounted to nothing, that was the day that it really clicked for me. Hmm. Great story. Yeah. yeah. So I, <laughs> I know you're married and your wife's name's Starlene and she's yes. adorable. How did you meet? You know, it's interesting because um, like I said, I was so on fire for God that I just went to any church I could find that had something going in a day, you know? And so I was going to uh, a church uh, in the San Fernando Valley and I met some people there and uh, she was actually a friend of one of the people that I met and they introduced us. And I remember it, at first I, I was a little, I was a little reserved because I thought I was scared because I thought she was really cool, but she had children and I was scared because I thought, man, I can barely take care of myself. Like I'm, I'm like a big kid. So I'm like, I don't know how to, how I would be, like a quote unquote, like parent or step parent to kids. But what I realized is because I didn't know how, I think I probably was, I think I've been the best, the best, like, I mean, I hate to use the word step, but like step parent, because I just was like, Hey man, let's do this stuff. Like, 
I just was their friend, but I was their friend, but I also, because of my character, my godly character, I still, I showed her daughters and her son godly principles and what a godly man is by my actions, more, far more than what I would say. And um, I've watched the change because we've been together for 17 years. Um, and like I said, I was dead. I was petrified. But I've, I've watched the fruit of that, of walking out the Christian life in front of them. I, I'm seeing the, I mean, I've seen the fruit for years, but I mean, it's just incredible. And I, I think it was um, Billy Graham that said, preach the gospel always, if necessary, use words. And I really, that has always been my like foundation is that I've got to walk this out far more than what I say, because so many people hear Christians say all this stuff, but then they, they, they see their lives and they're like, you're no different than me. So I think that, that really what, what holds value and gives you uh, credit with people is when they see that you really walk it like you talk it. That is such a cute story. And so do the two of you ride together? Does she ride her own bike or? Yes. Well, you know, it's, it's interesting because we were both married before and I met her and it's funny because I met her six months after my divorce. Um, she had been divorced for five years and uh, my, my, uh, my ex-wife, I had purchased her like a little dirt bike to learn how to ride a motorcycle. So I still had it when we got together and uh, she said that that was a desire that, of hers ever since she was a little kid. So I taught her how to ride that, um, taught her how to ride a motorcycle. And I mean, she was just a natural, she jumped on it and went and it was like, she never crashed. She never stalled it out. She never, like, she just got on and rode like, like she knew what she was doing. <laughs> so it was just, it was incredible. So, I mean, ever since then, um, she's just had a love for it. And so, you know, we, uh, as soon as we could, you know, I, I, we got her a motorcycle and now she actually has two of them. So. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think Trisha had a dirt bike uh, when, when she was growing up in Las Vegas. I did yeah. too, actually, but I never went any further. That was about it. So, <laughs> One, you know, 175 Kawasaki. Is, is that what, what you I had? had? Yeah, yeah, that's pretty awesome. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Impressive. <laughs> oh, yeah. We used to ride around in the dirt, and but I was fully yeah. dressed. You know, I had uh, all the gear on. My, my, my stepdad, he was like, oh, no, you got to be dressed. You have to protect yourself. And well, I used right. to well you know, growing up in Vegas, like, like, in the early seventies, late sixties, I mean, you just, you were supposed to walk the bike to the end of the street, but you know, <laughs> you rode it. And then yeah. about 20 seconds oh, cool. later, you, you could have rode to Southern California. There was nothing but desert. So mm -hmm. it was, it was pretty right. cool. Yeah. It was a yeah, lot of fun. It's a yeah, lot no, different it's... now. So let me ask you this question. Like when, when God spoke to you or came into your life in that way, what, what was the next day like? I mean, when you knew that, you know, your, your life was going to transition, you had this business, um, you probably had some dudes around you that worked for you that weren't totally in alignment with where you were going to go, maybe. And what, what was that first day like when you said, I'm, I'm going to change things and, and, and really devote myself to this? Well, you know, what's funny is I'm kind of an all or nothing person. I don't really know like how to, I mean, I'm either zero or a hundred. 
So I just went at it full, full bore and did it shock people? Yeah. But one thing that I have to say is I think that I've, I've always been, I mean, I've always been kind of a person of character. I mean, even like I said, even when I was in the life that I was in, I mean, I had devoted myself 100% to it. So, um, when when God came into my life and changed my heart and changed my perspective on things, I mean, I didn't know how to do anything but go full speed. So it was shocking to people because, um, you know, all of a sudden, I mean, I just stopped doing like I I, I just stopped. <clears throat> excuse me. I just stopped doing everything that I was doing that would be opposed to God with without me really even knowing that like. I like I, I mean I never had an issue with drugs or alcohol, but I mean I used to do it because it was available and you know. But I mean I stopped doing that kind of stuff even before I got gave my life to the Lord. I used to have a beer every now and then, but when I gave my life to the Lord, I said, you know, I I had an understanding that if I'm gonna be an example to people, I don't want to do anything that's gonna cause somebody to uh I mean, now it's like, you know, you don't want to do anything to cause your brother to stumble. At that time, I didn't really understand that, but I knew it, it's not a good look for me to be a Christian and have a beer in my hand. And I'm not saying, I know that some people do drink, but I, but what I realize now that I didn't understand that I knew then was God was preparing me for leadership. So as a leader, I, you know, I, you know, the Bible says we're held to a higher standard. There's a lot of things that somebody that isn't in my position can do and it's fine, but I can't do it because, you know, I don't want somebody that I'm, that I'm ministering to that, that maybe has an issue with alcohol and says, well, you know, pastor drank, so I guess it's okay. No, it's, it may be okay for me because I can have one beer and then three months later have another one, but you can't. But so I understood real quickly without no, like, it's weird. Like God just deposited it in me without me reading it is that, okay, now you gotta be, you gotta be this person that really walks upright. So, I mean, I just immediately started doing that. Um, not really even understanding what I was doing. So people saw it. Some people respected it. Some people thought it was weird and, uh, you know, you lose people, which is fine. You know, I realized that where God was taking me, you know, they couldn't go, but, um, I got to tell you, I was so on fire for him. I just didn't care. You know, I thought if I have to do this all by myself, oh, well, you know, and um, yeah, so that's, that's where I went. That's commitment. That's I, I really respect that. Yeah, that's yeah. commitment. I really Leading by example. That. I mean, yeah. So is there a person that as a pastor that you help that stands out uh, maybe more than some of the other folks that you've worked with? You know, there was this one there was I, I, I think this is a really interesting uh, story. Uh, there was this one gentleman that I met. Uh, this one really stands out to me because this was one of the first really powerful encounters that God uh, gave me here in Vegas. Uh, we were in the sheriff's department. My, my wife was getting her CCPW and we were in the sheriff's department. And as you know, that's also where people go to get uh, parole when they get out of prison. So we're sitting in there waiting for her to be called. And we're sitting in these two chairs and there's nobody around us. There are all these empty chairs everywhere. 
And this guy comes in and his girlfriend and they sit right in front of us. And I look at my wife, I'm like, man, out of all the seats, you know, this guy's gonna come sit right over here. You know, like, what's up with that? <laughs> and the funny thing is, is I can tell, you know, the guy just got out of prison. He had tattoos all over his face and the type of tattoos, I, I know the difference. There's a difference between art, artistic and prison tattoos. And the guy's just covered. And I'm like, man, why did this guy come sit over here? But the funny thing is, is uh, her number got called. And as we were walking to the window, I, I felt it really strong in my spirit. God said, go back and talk to him. So I didn't know what I was going to say, but I went back and I just sat down. And the guy looked at me like, you know, who are you? And um, I don't really remember because the Holy Spirit was just speaking through me. But it was something to the effect of that God was calling him out and that God loved him and had a tremendous purpose and plan for him and that he was calling him to be a leader of men. And this guy, his girlfriend started bawling. And she said, I told you, she, she goes, you don't understand. I've been praying for him and I've been praying for him. This is answered prayer. This is answered prayer. And this guy was like, ex you know, extremely hardened. And he looked at me and he just, he had a blank expression on his face and tears started running down his face. And I remember I just hugged the guy and uh, he hugged me like we had known each other for years. And come to find out he was in prison for 15 years and he had just gotten out. So, I mean, this guy was like, I mean, he was hardened, hardened, hardened. And he was a, uh, he was a pretty high ranking member in the Mexican mafia. And um, we stayed in contact for a little bit after. And, um, you know, he would call me and we would, you know, I would counsel with him and we'd meet. And, um, and then I lost touch with him. But that time, I got to tell you, you know, I'll never forget him then because it was just, like I said, God told me, just go talk to him. And I'm like, crap, I'm walking over. And I'm like, oh, man, I don't know what I'm going to say to this guy. And, uh, and as soon as I sat down, God just gave me what to say. And ever since then, that was what really showed me, like, just step out and God will, he'll, you know, you just do it. He'll, he'll, he'll work it out. He'll fill it. He'll give you the words. He'll give you the insight, you know? And um, so that one really stands out to me. Hmm. Wow. That's a good story. Great story. <laughs> uh, I have a question. What, what yes. is it that people mistake about you the most? Um, I think it's funny because I have a lot of people tell once they talk to me, they can see that I'm kind of easygoing. I didn't used to be like this. The funny thing is, is I never used to smile and I never used to laugh. Oh. You know, my sister told me that uh, she saw a picture uh, and I never liked my picture taken ever. And um, she saw a picture of me because God has given me freedom in that area. And she said, you know, to see you smile is such a blessing because I remember when you did not. So what happens is sometimes uh, when I'm like thinking or if I'm walking into a store, uh, I kind of have a, a hard look on my face. So a lot of people will think that I'm who I used to be until uh, until I talk to them. I've even had people that know me. I, there's a, there's some people that, that kind of know me from the gym and they said, yeah, I saw you walk in the store 
And I was like, yeah, never mind. I'm, I'm not going to say anything to him. <laughs> like, I just, just got to leave him alone. <laughs> you look pissed said, off. <laughs> yeah. And I said, no, maybe you should have said hi, you know. But um, <laughs> so I think it's probably that because they see, uh, like I said, my appearance and they probably think uh, that I'm not, uh, I'm not a nice guy or friendly, but I'm actually very friendly, <laughs> not, you know. Oh, you're very warm. Yeah, very, I get that very, same reaction very too. Warm. It's the weirdest thing. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You know, so you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. No, this has been fantastic. Yeah. So, hey, uh, can you share with the listeners like how they could connect with you? Well, we are on, let's see, I'm on uh, TikTok, I'm on Instagram, and I'm on Facebook, but it's under, um, Pastor Hollywood, but it's P-A-S-T-E-U-R. It's actually the French spelling. Um, I'm actually Creole, so uh, I have some French in my history. And I actually, uh, I used to speak French well, but um, I actually went to a French school from first to eighth grade. But after eighth grade, I didn't really have anybody to, to, to speak it with. So I still understand it. And I could speak it a little bit, but uh, not fluently. But uh, we did it that way because it was weird. Um, when I tried to do my name online, Pastor Hollywood, they wouldn't let me do it. They wouldn't let you use a title for your first name. So I tricked them and used the French spelling. So that's how you can find me is under that under the French spelling, Pastor Hollywood. That is so awesome. Hey, bringing that up, how did Pastor Hollywood come about? How, how did that become your name? Okay, well, it, it's I know your real name, you know, so yeah, it started in honestly, it started in like the late the late 80s, like early 90s um, in the San Fernando Valley or in L.A. There was a it's interesting because my last name is Hamilton, but uh, there was a DJ on the radio that was called they, he called himself Hollywood Hamilton. So a friend of mine just started calling me Hollywood. And then when you're, uh, when you're in a gang, you never go by your government name. You always go by a, another, like an alternate name. That way, if anybody gets busted, they're like, hey, it's, you know, if somebody tells on you, they tell you, they say, hey, it was Hollywood, you know, so they don't know. So the cops can't find you. <laughs> but <laughs> I don't know so, the funny, so the funny thing is, is I had forgotten about it because, you know, my life, like I said, when I changed my life, I was really focusing on uh, being the person that I am today. So I had forgotten about it, but when I told you when, when we got to, uh, to Vegas and I joined that motorcycle club, everybody goes by another name. So they said, Hey, look, what do you go by? Or do you have like a nickname or, and I had, and, and God brought it to my remembrance. Cause I mean, I'm talking, this was like 20 plus years. I had completely forgot about it. So that's what, how it came back. And God told me that I, I, I used to be Hollywood for a different purpose, but now he's going to use Hollywood for his glory. And um, so now I, you know, it has a completely different meaning that he, that it used to have. And uh, that's how that actually came about. So it was actually a friend of mine <laughs> that started it. <laughs> that is that is very sweet. I'm actually really glad that you made it to our hometown, Las Vegas, to be a pastor and 
you know, spread the word. It's a blessing. It's a blessing to have you in our community. And I'm, I'm very thankful for that. Oh, wow. Thank you. I, um, God, I don't know what to say. You know, it, it like I said, it, it, I'm, I'm amazed by God every day because, you know, I know who I used to be. And, um, I, you know, I got to be honest, I wouldn't have picked me. And, you know, but God in his sovereignty and his wisdom and grace, you know, he chose to pick me. And it just, like I said, every day it amazes me because, like I said, I mean, I wouldn't have picked me. And I'm, I'm so humbled and grateful to be used by him every day that, uh, you know, it just blows me away. And, you know, to be a part, to be accepted into the community here, uh, it means the world to me. It really does. So I really appreciate that. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah. It's so needed too. You know, there's so much hate and, uh, you know, just to, to spread love and, and God's love is, is more important than ever. Right. And no matter what yeah. you look like or where you come from or what you believe in, um, you know, that, that's something that people really need to anchor and have, and, you know, you being a vessel to do that's, uh, uh, like yeah. you said, and I gotta tell, I'm sorry. And I got to tell you, you know, the people, like I said, that he's called me to, you know, these are the people that, that don't want that either have been turned off by church or, uh, don't want to go, don't feel that they would be accepted. Um, I mean, I got to tell you, we have had, uh, I have had several people that were, uh, um, atheists and actually uh, a couple Satanists that through me just showing them love and not any judgment or anything, but also being truthful because I'm never going to back down on, on the truth of God's word. But I, I also believe that you don't beat somebody over the head with it. I just show them love. And I've, I've, we've literally had people turn around and give their life to the Lord. And that blows me away. But those are the people that I have a heart for because I understand. I know. I remember what it was like to be deceived and to be full full of hate and full of anger and full of bitterness. I mean, it's a horrible way to live. And I don't want anybody to live like that. So that's why, like I said, those are the people that I have a heart for. That's why I have a lot of people ask me, like, you know, do you have a, a church building? And I'm like, no, this is my church. Like when we're out, this is it. You know, I don't, I never saw myself as the guy, you know, with a nice suit and tie standing behind a pulpit. I mean, that's just not my thing. I want to be where the sinners are. And I mean, all where I go, I mean, every Thursday I go to a motorcycle meet and there's people blowing pot smoke in my face. There's people drinking, but I mean, I pray over these guys every week and I'm watching lives change through the power of God's love. I mean, I had a guy the other day that uh, he's a professed Satanist and he's also uh, a swinger. And um, he didn't like the fact that I was doing what I was doing at first, but now he's, he's like asking me questions. He's like, it's funny because I find as I'm moving around through the crowd and stuff, he's like never too far behind. So, you know, he's curious about this thing called God and, and this thing called Christianity and Jesus. And I mean, that's, that's really, I mean, that's my heart. It's amazing. You know, I mean, you know, listen, I may get to heaven. There might not be thousands of thousands of people, but if there's one person like that, that everybody gave up on, but he's in heaven because of 
God, he saw God in me. Amen. I, it was all worth it. You know? Oh, you're touching lives, Pastor Hollywood. Very cool. <laughs> very, very cool. All right. Well, we'll, uh, I guess, wrap this up. This has been a really great conversation. It's been wonderful to meet you. Um, it's, it's funny because, you know, we do this work and people name their organizations and kind of take them through this process. And we don't, sometimes we don't get to meet the people in person, uh, or even really know what they're about and your, your sincerity and your commitment really shines through. So beautiful. Thank you very much. And, and again, you know, I want to thank you too, for all your help, because I got to tell you, we didn't know what we were doing. And uh, my wife has expressed several times how wonderful you guys have been, how helpful you have been. Because like I said, we didn't know what to do. We're just, we're literally, you know, we're just walking by faith and we, we're grateful that God has put you in our lives to help us um, do what we had to do legally and get everything uh, legitimized. So thank you very much for all that you guys do. You're greatly appreciated. Thank you. It's an honor to help you. And if you need anything and you and Darlene, um, just always reach out to us. You have questions, things come up, which they will. Um, yes. Just reach out. So we're here for you. Thank you. We will for sure. All right. <laughs> like I said, we greatly appreciate you guys. Thank you. We, we are very grateful you're in our community. And hey, have a great day and a great weekend and yeah. sun shining. Yeah. Let's uh, yes. go out and play. Yep. <laughs> you, guys, you guys as well. Thank you very much. All right. All right. Thank Good to you. see you. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us today. I hope what you heard will inspire you to join a movement of kind and compassionate people who care about others. Be sure to support our guest and visit contributionrevolution.org for free tips, training, and inspiring stories of our nonprofit love revolutionaries. Remember, it's up to all of us to make the world a kinder, loving, and compassionate place. Signing off until next time. See you soon.